Hello there, my dear listener. Uh, first of all, just want to say thank you for clicking on this podcast and giving me your time. I know that is a very, very valuable asset. So I hope within this episode, I can provide you some value, some insight, something you can take away from this episode to help you in your own fitness journey. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in today's episode is how to start your fitness journey. And that's something I'm really, really seeing a lot of lately on social media or just people within my area wanting to make a change to their health and their fitness, but not knowing how or where to start. And the simple and short answer that I tell people is to simply just start. But I think um, a good place for us to start in this conversation is to talk about what not to do. Now, if you're one of these people in this position, doesn't really exercise much for the most part, pretty sedentary lifestyle, not the best diet, the worst thing you can do is try to completely change your life overnight. Trying to tomorrow, Monday, I'm going to start going to the gym six, seven days a week and just blasting my body for two hours straight every single day, no days off. I'm going to cut out all the foods that I've, I've demonized and labeled as bad. Can't have any of those anymore. Uh, cut out the carbs, cut out the sugar, what it, whatever it is, these drastic changes that people want to make overnight, maybe 1% of the time lead to long-term results. And that's really what we're looking for. Like what, what good are the results if you're going to just eventually lose them? What is the point of losing the weight, getting the body that you wanted if you're not going to be able to sustain it and maintain it forever? Remember, we're, this is a forever game. Your fitness journey is a marathon not a sprint, and there really is no finish line. The goal, I think, is to get to a point where you've got habits and behaviors that you can carry with you day to day, week to week, month to month, year over year for the rest of your life that are going to put you in a position to live a healthier and happier life. One thing I like to do, especially when working with a new client, is to propose the question at this point in your life right now, what can you commit to forever? And that is going to be your starting point. If your answer to that question at this point in my life, what can I commit to forever is one day a week in the gym or simply taking a walk, that is absolutely fine. When it comes to exercise and getting healthier and getting in shape, something is always going to be better than nothing. It's more than you're currently doing and that is worth doing. So don't discredit the impact of a small change. Starting small is only going to increase the likelihood of you being consistent, which is by far the most important factor in not only changing your body composition, but also just your overall health, habits, behaviors, and lifestyle. You see, when you just put too much on your plate right out the gate, which is what most people do, it doesn't leave you enough room to build upon in the future. And if you're someone that just simply doesn't enjoy exercise, which is perfectly fine, there are plenty of people out there that just don't enjoy exercising. I mean, I'm myself personally, I can easily put in one to two hours in the gym because I enjoy doing it. But that definitely wasn't the case when I first started. I mean, high school, I did not enjoy playing sports at all. I avoided doing anything I could in gym class. I was a speech and theater kid. And... 
I was like 15 or 16 or something and I went to the doctor and got like my cholesterol checked or something and my levels were dangerously high to the point where he told me you are not going to make it to 30 if you do not make a change and that was like right there next day went and signed up for the gym and did exactly what I'm telling you guys not to do is absolute balls to the walls like running on the treadmill every day until I was like throwing up I lost the weight and I've kept it off since since then because I've gone through that cycle multiple times and had to learn better habits and behaviors to sustain long-term change. But when it comes to the question of how to start, it's starting exactly where you are right now. It's going to be far easier for you to go from zero to one rather than zero to 100 real quick, if you know what I'm talking about. If you can get yourself from zero to one day a week in the gym, that's absolutely fantastic. It's a lot more than you were doing before, and you should not discredit that because it's not what you see on social media or what you think is is most optimal. If, if I hired you as a client and we put you on the absolute most scientifically and physiologically ideal program for you specifically, but you did it inconsistently, a complete shit program that you just downloaded off the internet done consistently would get you better results. Now, as far as how to start with cleaning up your diet, the concept is definitely still the same. You need to start with where you are at. You don't need to jump on the latest trend like keto, for example, which is by far the most restrictive and unsustainable diet out there. You are literally eliminating an entire food group for a diet that was designed to treat epilepsy. But that's neither here nor there. I'll save that for an entire episode, maybe. I don't know, I just do not like the ketogenic diet. But like like I've been talking about, literally just starting with where you are at right now. The biggest impact that you could have on improving your health when it comes to diet is probably going to be just either reducing or completely eliminating your intake of processed foods. More specifically, highly processed, hyperpalatable foods. And this is pretty much anything that comes in a box or a wrapper, like pizza rolls, candy, uh, potato chips, etc., etc. The stuff that we know, for one, really isn't even food, but we know it's probably not good for us. And not only is it not good for us, it's just empty calories that are very, very easy to keep consuming. That's where the word hyperpalatability comes in. These food manufacturers know what they're doing, and they've been doing it for a long, long time. I know myself, I could easily, within 10 to 15 minutes, smash an entire family or party-sized bag, whatever the biggest one is, of potato chips. But if I went and boiled the same amount of potatoes that's in that bag and just ate those plain, I'd maybe get through one. And studies will show just eliminating processed foods on average reduces people's daily caloric intake from five to 600 calories a day. That's, that's literally all you need right there to lose anywhere from half a pound to a pound a week, which is amazing progress for sustainable weight loss. So I think the first step in cleaning up your diet is either completely eliminating 
for a while or drastically reducing your intake of these highly processed foods. Now, this this doesn't mean you can never have them because that's just unrealistic in the world we live in today. I love donuts. I love ice cream. I love pizza. They still find their way into my diet, but it's all part of creating a balance. More specifically, what uh, many people have coined as the 80-20 rule, 80% of your diet coming from whole natural foods, meat, poultry, eggs, fish, fruits, vegetables, legumes, stuff that we can look at and immediately say, okay, yeah, that's, that's food. This is probably going to provide my body from nutrients. And the other 20% is the stuff that's for our soul, the pizza, the ice cream, the potato chips, the strawberry frosted donut Oreos. Those are amazing, by the way. Now, if you're somebody that's eating this stuff every single day, just start with tomorrow. I'm I'm not going to have any of it. I'm only going to have highly processed foods six days out of this week. Then the next week, I'm only going to have it five days until you can get to an entire week where you don't have any highly processed foods, and then you're at a point where you can start to have it in more of a balanced way. Now, before we part ways on this episode, just want to add a few extra tips and tidbits on this subject here at the end. Uh, Going back to what I said earlier about being on the most scientifically blah, 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 ideal program done inconsistently versus a crap program done consistently. When it comes to starting out, you need to pick something that you enjoy. And if there's no type of exercise in the gym right now that you know you enjoy, start with just going for a walk three times a day. Literally 10 minutes of walking after each meal. If you eat three meals, that's 30 minutes of cardio right there. Now, ideally, strength training, resistance training would be the better option. It is the superior option to sustainable fat loss when compared to just cardio alone. Um, But I'll make an entire episode on just that, but make sure you find something you enjoy. And also you can't be afraid to try new things, even if it intimidates you. This entire process does take a lot of courage to start. And I think acknowledging that is definitely part of the beginning process. Quick little uh, neat analogy for you guys that I saw yesterday. Can't remember who I saw this from, but um, it said a rocket typically uses half of its fuel in literally just the takeoff. And what this means is just starting is the hardest part. And after that, it gets progressively easier as you build momentum, as you see these small wins and celebrate them and let that motivate you. Now, now that I've said the word motivation, I have to talk about it. You cannot rely on motivation alone. Motivation is a fleeting feeling and state of mind. It's really easy to get stuff done when motivation comes, but if you trick your brain into relying on that, what happens when the motivation's not there, when it runs out, when you don't want to go to the gym? Those are the days that you need to be able to instill discipline to get yourself to go do that. Now, even myself, there are days where I'm driving to the gym and walking in and I I don't want to do it. I don't want to work out. I don't want to put in the energy and the effort But I can tell you one thing for sure. You will never regret having worked out. You will definitely be in a better state of mind after you have exercised, after you've moved your body and 
allowed yourself to release these feel-good endorphins. So you will never regret having worked out. Another thing with any type of endeavor that you're embarking on that's new to you is you got to be okay with sucking at first. Like you can't expect to walk into the gym and be performing these exercises with perfect technique, form, putting up huge numbers right off the bat. Like you've got to just right now accept, okay, I'm probably going to suck at this and that's okay because that is your starting point. That is where everyone starts from at some point. And with that, that is going to wrap up this episode of the Muscle Mitchell podcast. If you guys made it this far, I just want to say thank you so much for listening and so much for sticking around. If you want to connect with me further outside of this podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Muscle Mitchell. I post on there almost every day. My story's always updated with interesting stuff I'm finding, studies, or just things I find funny or my personal life. So uh, Instagram is at Muscle Mitchell. Once again, thank you guys for listening. And I will see you in the next one.